Yo, welcome back guys to the Music Corner of the 808s. I'm Nate. I'm Sebastian. And today, unfortunately, Trent will not be able to join us. Had some stuff to do, but the show must go on, and we are going to give yeah, you. Yeah, he got canceled. He did, unfortunately. It was two two times within a week. It was it was it was rough, but I mean, he's going to come back though. He's yeah. going to he's going to do the unthinkable and actually come back and rise from that. So. Don't you guys? Yeah, he's gonna do a full-on comedy tour after that. (laughs) (laughs) You just wait and see, right? Tickets on sale this weekend. Uh, But yep, we're back. We got some new albums, some new tunes for the people like you. Let's get right into it. First off, Babarusa and their debut album Humanoid. So uh, that's a band I recently discovered. uh, Had been like being promoted a lot on. uh, Facebook groups and everything like the metal groups and like uh, even some other I think uh, maybe like a YouTube channel of some sort uh, probably like Slam Worldwide or something uh, but they are very deathcore as deathcore as deathcore can get pretty much with the death metal influences it's all about the death um, I enjoyed it I, I, I liked it a lot um, it's a really solid debut album for these boys um, it's nothing genre bending or anything like that it's nothing like you know that you've never ever heard in your life it's deathcore but it's done well and that's the important part because you know there does happen to be bad deathcore bands but um fortunately with these guys they pulled it off they make a solid uh make a solid effort on this album everything sounds pretty tight uh album cover super badass i mean it's li- <laughs> it's literally every like you know modern day metal album cover though with the whole like you know alien stuff that's going on or whatever it is like you know someone's like i don't even know what is he doing here he's just oh yeah it's like the guy with the orb in the middle and it's got like some kind of like tubes going through him and like a blockness monster in the background it's it's pretty metal you know so yeah if i had to say some favorite tracks on here uh the title track uh, Desolation System, that was a pretty solid one, and uh, Resistor, some of my favorite tracks on there, as well as Pendulum Swing 2, I forgot about that one, but yeah, overall, I gave it an 8 out of 10, it's it's a good album, it's definitely worth a listen for all you metalheads out there who like the deathcore, death metal, uh, genres, subgenres of metal, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, what do you have to say, Sebastian? So, like you said before, it's the same song, different dance kind of scenario um you know you've heard this before but at the same time does it ever get old no uh hell no there was some nice ass pig squeals all around (laughs) and let me just say these guys were as generous as oprah during one of her older shows dude they were just pig squealing everywhere and god i've missed it so much uh you know other than that i really don't have much to say on this album you've nailed it on the head pretty well nate with mm-hmm. your statement i didn't even know this was a uh debut album and i'm very very impressed with just being a debut because mm-hmm. uh you know it's it's very hard to even sound this good right away and honestly everything has a good momentum to it you know everything really blends well together and you know, I didn't give it the best score, but it's still a C on a paper, a 7 out of 10. That's good. Yeah, it's good enough. Uh, yeah, and literally, like, I know I said it's their debut album, but um, all, even, like, the singles, uh, which were Desolation System and uh, the song Abomination, those, uh, as far as I'm concerned and know of, are, like, the first ever songs from the band. So they're just, like, you know, 
heading right out of the gate on this one. And uh, yeah, cheers to them for that one. Good shit. Uh, so yeah, that's Babarusa. Check that out uh, for you deathcore death metal lovers. But uh, moving on now, we have a, uh, to say the least, an interesting album here uh, with the new uh, the the debut mixtape from the kid Leroy. Fuck love, Sebastian. Take us away with your opinion. Ooh, um, oof indeed. I. I definitely can tell this is a quote-unquote inherited will of Juice World thrown into a small white boy. Um, <laughs> you know, but with that being said, he does fit the sound very, very well. The voice and the timbre definitely fit this kind of music. Though I do not like the whinier kind of belts that he does, I do still respect that... He's still throwing everything he got out there, and uh, he's trying to carry on the legacy of Juice World and those kind of sad boy, kind of emo rapper, uh, singer, you know, uh, kind of alt-rock kind of thing. Right. I don't know how to describe it, but needless to say, it's not my favorite sound in the world, as stated before, but I can look at some of the, you know, positive aspects. Of course, the production is pretty well put. The... Um, the singing, as I, as we say before, it's not the best. I mean, you know, the guy just kind of straining belts the whole entire way through the album, and it just comes off as very whiny, but at the same time, that's what this kind of music really is, so it fits it. So I'm saying it works, but it's not my cup of tea. And uh, it's got some pretty questionable lyrics i know uh nate and i will both agree with that absolutely it's so bad i remember uh there's a song called wrong on there and uh, not to mention like this guy is just very very nice guy sounding oh lord this guy probably has a good fedora collection at home i mean you know uh (laughs) it's just it's insane the nice guy energy that's coming off of this album obviously he's very bipolar in the mix like sometimes he's just like you are my love my everything and then next minute he's like fuck you you know like i I was we fight all the time for you yeah i know like literally all of our relationship has just been fighting and i'm like did why did you even do this (laughs) literally jesus christ like there's so many fish out in the sea and you just goddamn waste your time just arguing with the same person you know it's just i don't know i i I just don't see a rhyme or reason for stuff like this getting so much attention i mean i know a lot of people that really like this type of sound and more power to them but god i just i don't understand how something just so whiny and not to mention just also a little bit questionable also with the lyricism as well in the song wrong of course one of his lyrics is let's get drunk then fuck fucked up and i i don't know i just i don't like that energy like at all i just well you don't like sad bitch boy energy. i don't like that whole like you know <laughs> wait what i said what you don't like that sad bitch boy energy no it's like (laughs) i just don't like the fact that they're like he's like yeah let's get fucked up and you know then do something it's like i don't know it's kind of uh 
kind of weird. I don't know. I just I don't like blending those two things together because it just comes off as something completely worse. A sad bitch boy. It's exactly what it comes off as. I mean, yeah, like uh, truly the worst. One of the worst albums I probably had to sit through all year. As far as my actual like feelings go for it, I gave this one a zero out of ten. Um, I I can't even say it's like so bad it's good. I would love something like that now, but we sadly haven't gotten to that level. Most of the things have just been bad, and that's so true. I, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Like we haven't had a so bad it's good kind of album. I want like a nostalgia critics the wall type thing. I just. I want something I can just look at and just be like, you know what? It's so bad, but I'm going to listen to a little bit of it. It'll make me happy at least. Just for shits and giggles. Why not? You know? Yeah. I was going to say, like you said, this is no, this is no, like, you know, shits and giggles album here, though. This is like the real deal. This isn't no, it's so bad. It's good. Uh, Fuck love was okay. So I'll say, um, as I was listening to like the first few songs and everything, I was like, "All right, you know, it's not that bad. I kind of like the style after all. Like, I don't mind the emo rap era stuff as long as it's not like overdone, you know, or repetitive, which this album does kind of get to anyway, at least for me. But uh, the first few songs weren't bad until I started listening to the lyrics, and I think it was right around the song I want to say was not fair or." tell me why it was one of those areas where like i was listen. i i genuinely started listening to the lyrics then and also um you know paying attention to those like skits quote unquote where it's like the whole like voice messages of like the girl calling him back and all and just like you know like what the fuck you know like i i see you're fucking cheating on me i i know those towels i know those gray towels i'm like oh boy and then like he continues to write a song about how like you know they're not perfect but like you know he loves her and shit and then it's like you know then she moves on you find out like in the new guy skit where uh yeah she's completely moved on and like the guy is like you know like you know quit uh quit don't call his number bro kind of thing and it's just not it's not a good time and i'm just like dude quit it with the narcissistic attitude it's it's crazy um i will say uh upon uploading the uh this episode of the podcast uh there will be the uh interview segment i did with uh diamond construct where we actually did mention this album as it was one of the albums that uh they uh, had listened to and like really liked from this year and like i i definitely see the appeal for sure and like especially with like because like the one thing i can say i love about this album is like the beats for sure like i absolutely love it it's it's awesome it's great it's chill it's sad it, it fits the mood but it's just the lyrics man i can't get behind that it's ugh it's it's rough but i also will give credit that he is younger he is probably like one of the the youngest you know emo rappers that's like kind of like you know making a big here he's only 17 years old you know so like that's pretty crazy <laughs> like good for him and everything you know and honestly this album came out when he was still 16 technically so even then you know good on him but it's like man you gotta change up those lyrics or something change up something with your uh, uh lyrical content because it's just not it, it, i mean for me it ain't for me but like see I don't know about you, Sebastian, 
but I feel like this is the type of music that's going to inspire some sad bitch boys out there in the world, some people who are like genuinely sad and want to try to make a girl happy, and then all of a sudden they listen to this and they're like, you know, getting the idea that it's okay to cheat because this guy is a nice guy, quote unquote, and he cheated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's it's not it's not a good time, but I don't know. That's just me. Uh, yeah, I gave the album like I, 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 I gave it some credit. I gave it like a six and a half, uh, ten. It was just a lyrical st- like lyrical content just dropped wow. down. That's that's really generous for that. <laughs> but I lo- I like I said I love the style. I love the beats. Everything is there. But it's like, I mean, towards the middle ish end ish area, it starts to get repetitive anyway. And then as I've been, you know saying this entire time it's just lyrics can't get behind it but i mean hey he's a rising star he's got a lot to learn he's still young you know everyone matures maybe maybe we'll see something soon in the future with him but uh yeah that's all i gotta say about that so we will move on now to a more interesting band uh in this uh catalog uh zombie sharks i will destroy you myself and everything i've ever loved this band is similar to Blind Equation, who I uh, interviewed here last month, uh, with the whole cyber grind, Nintendo Core kind of thing. Very chaotic, very sporadic, you know. <laughs> can't understand what the fuck they're saying kind of thing. Uh, but it's heavy, you know. It's heavy. It's like very tech. Like there's like a lot of like techno-y, the tentacle stuff like I mentioned. It's it's an interesting album. It's very it's pretty short too. It's a full length album, but like only like I don't know what it was like you know twenty some minutes like twenty two or something. I don't know from the top of my head, but it's it's interesting. I love that. I love this style genuinely. Like it's so weird. It's so different, but it's it's like you know it's cool. It's unique. It's adding some flavor to metal. And not just rehashing the same, you know, chug chug breakdown, blah kind of thing over and over. Like you're getting some weird diversity, uh, diversification with this music, and I like it. And also too, uh, like I mentioned too, with a blind equation, he's actually featured on a uh, song, a hundred likes, which is. I mean, hey, with those two together, you can only imagine how it can go, right? So, very chaotic, very fun. Some other songs I liked was uh, Synthetic City, uh, Hell World, uh, what else here? Keyboards for Insects, that was a solid one. Yeah, the whole album pretty much was solid. Even, like, the little uh, interludes, instrumentals-only uh, tracks were were pretty pretty cool pretty cool to listen to uh this was actually my highest rated album i get it an eight and a half out of ten gotta give the boys some credit because uh, as far as i know i'm pretty sure this is another solo project i could be totally wrong but i mean this uh style of music as far as i know has mainly been like that i have seen like one guy or like a couple guys and just jamming you know so yeah give them a listen if you'd like what do you think sebastian Sadly, I was not as big of a fan of the sound <laughs> as you were. And, you know, to each its own. I am very happy that at least I know there is some kind of appeal to this kind of music. And honestly, I give you more credit for enjoying it a lot more than I can. Because honestly, music is subjective. Everything in music is art and subjective. Everyone has their own taste. Everyone has what they like. And, you know, 
obviously I have my tastes and you know with me I really like clarity with music I don't like a lot of very fuzzy sounds unless it's supposed to be a I guess you can say kind of a bare bones garage bandy kind of sound that's the kind of thing I will tolerate or like a punk kind of like tone mm-hmm. but with with something like this sadly I do not really I do not really like to hear all these sounds going in at once and kind of just like kind of fuzzed out and very hard to understand I mean yes you can tell kind of what was going on and what was going on was pretty good it's just the fact that it was very hard to listen to because it was just so like faded out and like toneless made me just very unappealed by it but then again like i said it's not the worst thing ever it's just really not my taste and sadly i did not give this one a good score either i gave this one a three out of ten and that's just because like i said the stuff that is deep within that non-tonal stuff is pretty damn good and sadly if it had any sort of tone to it i would probably boost it up a couple more points but for me for now i would just say it's just not my cup of tea but at the same time i'm very glad i experienced it absolutely hey and you never know maybe you might even change your mind in the future you never know right of course i mean i yeah i i used to be very anti r&b and jazz and stuff like that because i was like oh that's kind of boring plug music and <laughs> yeah. now i'm playing that kind of stuff more than anything else right i mean hey you gotta you just you grow and you learn about all the different music genres. You can't just have one. You can't just have one in uh in in your mind that you only listen to. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we got a couple more albums to go. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. New Kung Fu Kenny, we're back. Did that for the boy Trent. Hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, we got a couple more albums here. Uh, first one here, we got the new Caesar album, and it is called CVs. Pacum Parabellum, I believe. I'm probably butchering it, but it's translated to "If you want peace, prepare for war," which is actually pretty badass. So, totally understand why they went for the whole uh, Latin, uh, you know, style for that one. So, Caesar, um, I haven't really listened to any of their other stuff other than their big hits and singles. Um, however, this album was pretty decent i'm not gonna lie like i could totally i was totally getting like those excuse me um early 2000s hard rock you know kind of thing like i was i I felt like i was back in high school again basically with all this like uh you know hard rock and alt metal bands i was listening to like i could hear like you know chevelle for sure some 10 years in that like you know the bands like that basically and um it was good it was pretty decent uh towards the middle it got a little bit you know it dragged a bit because some of these songs are like long a little bit well not like long long but like it's a 51 minute album so it's like it's it's pretty hefty in time and uh not to mention that like you know some of them are slower songs even so it's like yeah you know i could take it or leave it but i could tell you like the first four songs are just awesome like dead and done bruised and bloodied uh wasteland dangerous those are great songs and like i was surprised i even liked 
like a good portion of this album as I did because I wasn't expecting to like fully like this album just for the sake of it's kind of a genre that I just you know sweep under the rug and just kind of forget about because for most you know albums of this style in the past I don't know I want to say for me it'd be like the past like four years maybe maybe five it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's like rehashing the same stuff like i'll be totally honest i'll put breaking benjamin up here love the band i love their return album dark before dawn but uh the last album they put out eden i was like or uh oh my god what was their last album called i i might actually be right about that one but uh uh, it wasn't even Aurora either. It was uh, Ember. Ember. That was the one. Ember, I did not care about at all. I liked Red Cold River. That was it. I didn't care for the rest of the album. It was just... It, they're just kind of rehashing the same stuff here over and over. Um, but anyway, th- yeah, see there? Going back with them. It was decent. Decent album. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Good on them. What do you think, Sebastian? So, uh, yeah, going into Seether, I actually only knew them through their Careless Whisper cover, which is a pretty tremendous cover, if I do say so myself. It is solid. And um, the first song of this album was really, really rough. Uh, The production was so, so poorly mixed. And by that, I mean... Do we have a mix call out? Do we have a mix call out? Yeah, it was the vocals they were just completely overwhelmed by the instrumental and everything else in the background. Like, it sounded just as noisy as... or um, Oh my god, what was it from before? Zombie Shark. It, it was very bad, but literally everything else was fine mix-wise. It was only that first song. And I've been noticing that, like, recently. Like, there's always that one song that's, like, the goose egg in the whole entire thing. <laughs> and they're just kind of like, yeah, well, we don't have time to fix it. Just put it in. Yeah, there. just throw it in there. Just fuck it. Fine. Um, song, but, who cares? Yeah. But, yeah, Sean Morgan, he does a pretty damn good job vocally. And I only learned his name because I was looking through uh, lyrics or, uh, what you call it, vocalists from that time and that kind of genre. I was looking at the guy from Breaking Benjamin and um, and like 10 years and stuff like that just because like I never really got into that genre at all or not genre but like movement I don't know why but all my friends were and I just did not really get into it nothing really with like I was against it I mean Three Days Grace was probably my closest to them mm, I would say as far as yeah. definitely um, but yeah like uh you know it's pretty standard as far as like the sound goes like i said it's very similar to that of what was going on about 10 years ago uh you know funny pun there but (laughs) they do get some pretty good heavy tones from here though uh it it surprised me i didn't expect them to really go that heavy with some of it and he has some of these like really like dave Grohl kind of like shouty highs and you know i i thought they ran pretty well with the rex with the rest of the band and everything like that it didn't sound like an imagine dragons kind of thing where it'd just be like oh. a you know big old big old like tremendous you know just bell and there's just like nothing really backing it up dude, this can was you, can you pretty imagine? well reinforced. no dude can you imagine if see their pull a fucking you know 
style of like, yeah, we're Imagine Dragons fucking cover band now. I would be like, what? Oh god, what? Get out! I, I didn't listen to you much, but come on, I'd be so disappointed. But oh, okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, that kind of band evolved into like bands that are just trying to fit the mold of pop. Honestly, I never even cared you know. for Imagine Dragons to begin with. I mean, like, Radioactive, sure, when it first came out, I mean, everybody loved that song until you realized it was being played every minute of every second on the radio. And you're oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, dude, okay. And then not to mention, every every band, like, every local band was starting to cover the song. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Remember? Okay, th- quick story. Remember when we saw Rest Repose and we saw that one band open for them and, like, they were like, we're going to play you guys a cover right now? Like, it was it was radioactive because, duh, you know? Right. But, but it's so funny because this is the band that, like, I actually, like, went to get some food at because I was just like, you know, I, I was like, oh, I mean, they're not going live for, like, you know, another couple hours, so I'm going to get some food. And, like, as they like the guy was like you saying like we're gonna play a cover literally in my head i'm like it's imagine dragons like you can't convince me like your style of music it's it it was like alternative rock or something i'm like yeah you're totally doing an imagine dragons cover and like this is Imagine dragons <laughs> i'm like oh or uh, uh radioactive i'm like oh uh, no shit it's so crazy how like yeah that everyone just like had to cover that song at some point or another but anyway that's just my rant. Continue, Sebastian. <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, you yeah, that song was everywhere along with many of their other songs. At my work, they played Thunder at least like twice a day. Stop! Oh no. Oh, I'm not kidding. I had to hear that song a lot when I worked in the restaurant job I worked in and it was abysmal to hear because I could not listen to other music or could change it because if I was working with like my GM or something, I would be stuck in this like perpetual, like really bad pop radio. You're like, is this purgatory? What? You're like, is this purgatory? Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. If purgatory was literally just working a restaurant job while playing shitty pop music in the background. Let's talk about our job where we worked at, where they played country music some days, all day, every day. Oh my God. Only I mean, at country. least it kind of made sense, but it made sense. Oh. But please stop. Please stop. Well, here's the thing. It would be the same for country songs. <laughs> it really would. I'm like, wow, this sounds exactly like the last song. Oh, wait, it's the same artist. Holy shit, guys with beers on their trucks. Holy shit, that's a whole new concept. No way, Luke Bryan's on again. And like, it wouldn't even be. I wonder what kind of truck he's driving for this album. (laughs) It wouldn't even be classic country either. Like, anything that's like different i think only one time i heard classic country played there one time and then after that it was because like i was like okay this is actually kind of tolerable and then every time after that just new modern day uh, bro country right oh yeah. god fuck that i don't know how we go got from seether to country but fuck it dude like it's it was bad it was a rough time uh but well what's your what's your final take though on this uh see their album yeah I'll, I'll i'll keep this quick sorry about that no fine um Go you know overall his voice did sound like it was straining a little bit but over, he handled it pretty well and he definitely got back to his feet for like the next song after so overall i gave this one like a seven out of ten you know minus all the bad parts this album was so pretty tight 
And honestly, even though it's not my favorite genre of music, I still really do enjoy the best parts of it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because there are, yeah, like, I mean, like we've been saying, there are definitely good parts to the album, and, like, there's actually good things to it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even then, like I said, too, that, that, that style of rock music is just kind of, you know, not even fading. It's just kind of like, it's there, but nothing's changed, you know, because, I mean, uh, there has literally been only a couple bands that I can still listen to, well, listen to their newer stuff, and I can, like, actually be like, okay, this is, like, decent. Like, 10 years, I know I've mentioned them already, their last album from two years ago now, I believe, was awesome. It was great. It was, a like, an excellent record, and it's so funny because I like even like when it was being promoted I was kind of like I mean I'll check it out but I'm not expecting anything much you know I mean like you've already put out your best album uh, The Autumn Effect and like other you know good ones there too but man that it's a good album it's uh, How to Live as Ghosts uh, if anyone cares to check that out but yeah just most modern day rock bands you know don't really do much for me anymore but I'll still give them a listen give them benefit of the doubt you never know but anyway, let's move on now to our final album of the day, the new Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever album. Say that five times fast. Uh, their new album, Sideways to New Italy. Sebastian, take us away. I was thinking about Scooby-Doo the whole entire time <laughs> I was listening to this album. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about the original Scooby-Doo back in, like, this, back in, like, I think, 60... Seven or sixty-nine. I don't know. It goes one, that far. One, two years. Oh yeah, that's when the first. Uh, that's when the first series came out. Was in the late sixties. Yeah, sixty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I really like it. I really, really dig the sound. It gave me some very like surf rock kind of uh, groovy kind of sounds, and I, I mean that in the hippie kind of way, not really the um you know the disco kind of way but there was a lot of twangy tones when the guitars you know just very bright and just just how it supports the vocals is just oh it's so beautiful um you know the vocals were very simple but very effective for the piece and of course you know this, this kind of music isn't very hard to make but it's also some of the most fun and easy to jam out to kind of like bluegrass Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the bass line in The Only One is uh, kind of reminds me of a James Bond theme. Just another little fun uh, part of the album for me. Um, you know, it uh, was a pretty good kind of summer sound I was looking for. I, I, I feel like this year we haven't really gotten a lot of like good summer albums. That's uh, very I think, true. Yeah, I think the best for me were obviously Tame Impala. Uh, I think the strokes really worked out well. This band, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, and I I mean, I can't really think of any others, but those are probably my biggest summer albums, quote-unquote, right. for this year. And I gave this one a 8 out of 10. You know, I, I kept it kind of short and simple, but this band really surprised me with its sound. And, you know, guys, keep being tubular right seriously i do i completely agree like they have uh definitely that 70s rock sound to it that like you know 
it's very nostalgic i'm sure for a lot of people i'm sure like even like for you like it's like you know and even me too i should say because it's like the the music i grew up on even too you know car rides with my dad and everything just listen to the style it's, it's great like it I, honestly and like you when you said, uh, oh my god, you said something along the lines of, like, it's not hard to make, like, the music, which, it's, it's, that's fair, because it's, like, there's already been, like, a formula of that style that has been around for, like, you know, 40, 50-some years now, so it's, like, you know, you, you, you've got it here, so, like, you know, make something out of it, and they do, honestly, they do, it's, um, it's a good album. It's a really solid album. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I will say, though, that uh, for being a 70s style album, it, I'm so weird, all right? When it comes to that in a modern-day sense, I'm weird about it, and I'm kind of like, eh. Like, I see what you're doing. This is me. I see what you're doing, but I've heard this kind of before. It's why I feel the way I do about Greta Van Fleet. Where it's like, I see what you're doing, I respect what you're doing, but it's kind of already been done before. But I appreciate what you're doing, you know? You're, like, keeping the genre alive. You're, like, you know, you're doing your thing. You're giving yourself and all your listeners some nice nostalgia, especially if they are, like, uh, you know, somebody born around or, like, you know, lived during the 70s and, like, love that style of music. And uh, they, they do a great job of it. Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, they do a fantastic job with it. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, they are, like, a newer-ish band, only from, like, the past, like, you know, uh, five, seven years. Um, and they're now, like, you know, getting a lot of credit that they deserve. Uh, definitely, especially in Australia, too. Like, they like this album went number four in Australia. It was, like, you know their highest one yet that being also their second album still but nevertheless it's incredible it's great for them uh i gave this album overall a 7 out of 10 it was like you know like i said no disrespect at all to them it's just how i'm very weird with my throwback music because i say when i say weird i mean like i'm weird with that whole 70s sound it's mainly the 70s if it's a 70s modern day sound i'm kind of like you know but if it's an 80 a band doing like an 80s throwback synth shit i'm like oh give me it like it's so good i'm just i'm weird like that i don't know my music tastes all over the place but yeah still check these guys out it's a very good album uh especially if you love the 70s style but yeah, that is going to conclude the album review section. And uh, before we go, got uh, got to give you guys some other album recommendations that were not talked about today. Some that we deserve, we think deserve to be uh, talked about. Uh, what do you have for us today, Spash? So today I actually have a very uh, Stone Age metal album. This is Iron Maiden's Killers. I really, really enjoy this album. It's actually my favorite Iron Maiden album, and it is their first one. It doesn't feature their very popular vocalist, Bruce Dickinson. Instead, it has Paul Diano, who I think actually fit the band really well for this album. Steve Harris, of course, is my favorite member of the band, and he's been there since the beginning, actually, the leading member of the band. He's the bassist, of course, and you can definitely tell this was his biggest, biggest album when it came to bass. 
this album was just so revolutionary with the sound of a P bass that you can get from metal. I mean, P bass for so long was looked at as just a very simple kind of R&B, very, you know, just kind of good sitting in the mix kind of bass. With Steve Harris, he was just like, you know what, I'm going to hammer the fuck out of this and turn up the mid all the way to 100. You know, the the guy just has such amazing you know riffs with this bass and not to mention this just how fun this album is too paul diano singing yeah it's nowhere near as over the top and zealous as bruce dickinson's but he still definitely holds a candle up to him as far as being a great vocalist is concerned the guy has a very 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 versatile voice and it is not to be uh it is very showcased in this album it just has just a nice resonance with the rest of the band and a lot of the uh company tracks behind it the guy just has a lot of power to his voice too that iron maiden definitely needs and you know with iron maiden you as long as you have a really good singer that can hold a tune very well and can just drive forth the melody you are good sadly that's why blaze bailey didn't work but you know as fortunate as we were to get such a good singer right off the bat for such a legendary band it just goes to show that you know even though they're not what they used to be they still sound just as kick-ass and even before they had their main lineup it was still pretty damn good Absolutely. Gotta love Iron Maiden, too. Legends. Um, yeah, Legends of Metal, though. Gotta love it. For me, I'm choosing Sleep's Dope Smoker. Because, man, that album is... Or, yeah, really, it is an album. I, it's one song, but it's over an hour. And it's... Honestly, it's great. It's so... It's so interesting. I... I was i literally like played uh i forgot what game i was playing i was playing some kind of game and like that's the only song i listened to the entire time and like hard to believe but like playing a game and like actually not even hard to believe playing a game and like listening to this song makes time go by so fast and like you know you'll be like you know checking like you'll be playing a little bit you'll check the song like okay cool then you look again it's already like you know 25 minutes in you're like whoa really <laughs> that's how long i've been playing it kind of like helps you keep track of how long you've been playing it's it's incredible uh but yeah this out al- this album song whatever you want to call it it's it's definitely like an iconic stoner doom metal uh sounding style and uh it does itself justice yeah it's it's good it's long i it's very it's not for everybody that's for sure. It's definitely one of the more weirder albums slash songs that uh, I'll probably ever recommend. But it's still something that I feel like everybody should listen to at least once. Because it's it's a fun experience. It's just like how, you know, some parts just kind of like... Honestly, for me, no parts dragged. As much as the song is slower, because it's like, you know, the chuggier stuff, you know. Nothing too ridiculously heavy. There's like not even any screams, I don't think. It's more like belts if anything if you want to call it that but it's it's great it's a fun one check it out dope smoker by sleep uh so yeah that's gonna conclude today's episode uh sebastian thank you for joining me of course my man 
Uh, and like I said too, the uh, Diamond Construct interview will be up before this episode is up too. So make sure to check that out. And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you all in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Rift to 808s, and we are